Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back. I am here with Nikki. What is going on? Oh, not too much. How you doing? How you doing? I'm tired, man. Yeah, it's late. It is late here. It's 930. It's like freaking an hour past my bedtime. I'm 49 years old. I should have had my early bird special at like 4.30 and then bed by 8.30. <laughs> where's, where's your like warm glass of milk for the evening? I'm having, I'm trying to be a good boy. I'm having spring water. Wow. It's refreshing. I was like, oh, this is what melted ice tastes like without bourbon in it. It's so weird. <laughs> Amazing. I guess that's, I guess that's decent for, you know, like 9.30 on a Thursday night. Uh, you know what? I have the same, I have, I have all the same problems that every other human out there does. I know that's shocking because I seem perfect, but I'm you not. You do. No, and, stop. Uh, yeah. I know. And so I've been, uh, ever since we got back from Baltimore, I uh, decided I was going to, you know, live a healthier life mm-hmm. and, uh, and I've stuck to it. So I got uh, John, uh, John David got me hooked on that, uh, my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started tracking my food and uh, it's addicting, like really addicting. When you start, really start tracking and realizing what crap you're putting in your body. So totally. I've, I've gotten really good at it and um, I dropped a couple of pounds, you know, and, but uh, I, I know I'm in a calorie deficit. Like I know I am and, and I'm positive before anybody starts messaging me and giving me all their nutritional bullshit. Like I know I am. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but I felt like I'd like kind of, you know, plateaued. I just like my weight wasn't moving at all. And uh, it occurred to me, I'm like, man, I think I'm dehydrated, which means I'm likely retaining water. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, so the last couple of days, I've been just guzzling spring water. Like, nice. just, you know, is it helping? And yes. Like right out of the gate. I mean, it's awesome. helping me spend a lot of time in the bathroom, which is yeah, awesome. Like that's you the know. thing. Yeah, totally. So that's exciting. Yeah. But, uh, I usually realize like probably my like third or fourth coffee in, you know, at like two or three in the afternoon that I hadn't had any water yet at all. I'm so bad at that shit. Yeah. Coffee water. That counts. Coffee that water totally counts. Count. Well, if that counts then I'm hella hydrated. Yes. Coffee yeah. water counts. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm hitting spring water and you know, big props to Under Armour, man. I mean, this is not an ad. I, they didn't pay us to use this thing, but this is a good app, <laughs> man. Pays us to do this shit. <laughs> I know, but it's a good, it's a really good app. And not yeah. only, um, is it really handy, but it, you can like, uh, like everything's in it. Like I bought some sushi tonight from, um, Whole Foods, you mm-hmm. know, and I just typed it in and boom, popped right up. I all, love that. You know, all the macros preloaded calories preloaded. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is the shit, man. This is awesome. I like the scanner when you can like scan the barcode on something and it pops yes. in. That's cool. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's certainly like, this isn't a nutritional episode for whatever that's worth, but it certainly has forced me now to like rethink my choices. Totally. Um, and, and what it does make you do, which is really weird. Um, like, so my daughters are here tonight and they got some cookies. They, they wanted cookies and I wouldn't eat them cause I can't scan them in. You know, I'm like, Nope, no cookies for me. I can't scan them. I'm all I'm just, set. I'm all set. Yeah. Don't the macros. Don't want. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the perfect number, man. Don't screw up my macros. So. Yep. Yeah, you can't unlearn that shit. That's the thing. Like once you figure out what makes sense for you and your diet and what your body needs, you can't un like now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I stray from macros plenty, but like know exactly what I'm doing when I have a donut, and it's like, ugh, damn it. Oh, but donuts are so good. I know, worth it. They are so good. <sighs> anyway. anyway, yeah, no nutrition talk, but yeah, it's a good app. So any of you guys need to. 
track your food and drink more water. Try my fitness pal. It's kind of cool. Uh, so CrossFit news, we'll do the news tonight. Yeah. What's, there's a lot going on right now. What's going on? I haven't heard anything. Kidding. Oh, what's, what's well, happening? Let me tell you. Well, I think the most exciting thing, uh, that I've heard recently is about the baby to be from Annie Thor's daughter and Freddie Agidius. I think that's this huge news in our world. It's big shift. You know, she's definitely one of the original Queens of CrossFit and stood on the podium from the very beginning multiple times. And, you know, such a, such a figurehead for us in the sport. And I think for women in the sport specifically. So it's really cool to see her entering into this next sort of phase of life. And I'm excited already to see like what, what comes from that. You know, is she, what kind of mom is she going to be? What kind of pregnant athlete is she going to be? What kind of mom is she going to be? Is she going to come back to the sport? Is she not? I don't, I don't think it um, makes me less interested either way. Like I'm just, I'm just excited for them. And I think it's really cool. And it's cool that she shared that with everyone on social media and really looking forward to seeing what happens there. Also, I think it's super interesting that I think it was some point last year, um, she was talking about how one of her sponsorships, I think it was with noon was, uh, particularly supportive of her as an athlete being on their roster, regardless of whether or not she left, uh, the sport to pursue a family. And that was like a pioneering move, which seems so stupid to say out loud. Pioneering um, move to give women off to have a baby. What are you unbelievable. thinking? Unbelievable. Or to just like even continue to keep them in their jobs and their roles. If they're going to have kids, like, I don't even know where to begin. Like there's not enough time in the world for me to go on this feminist rant, but like, it's ridiculous that that, was such a big deal and was such big news and that she had to advocate for herself in that way. Uh, you know, kudos to her sponsors who are doing that for her um, and, and and being right. But at the same time, like there's, there's plenty who aren't and other athletes I know who have reached out to me and I'm not sure if they're sharing their story yet, but who have told me the complete opposite that when they ended up, you know, making the decision to start a family or getting pregnant or anything like that were dropped from sponsors. Um and that's just, that's just not, it's not right on any level. And, you know, it's, well, I, I already set myself up for my house to be burned down, isn't it? I'm sure no, some fine. people have rights. I don't, I don't know, but it's Are just, these Canadian women. Of course, probably. Yes. <laughs> throw it out there. I don't uh, know. I mean, maybe there's an argument for companies who are like, we need active athletes. Like if you were pregnant or if you had an injury or if you moved out of state, I don't know. I don't know what the argument are. So I, in fairness, I have not been a good journalist. I have not asked for both sides of this argument. I just am glad to see Annie in a good spot moving forward. Yeah, no, I agree. I bet Reebok sponsors her baby. What do you think? I hope there's baby nanos for it. I hope him so. Or him or her. Actually, they won't be baby nanos. They'll actually be Matt Frazier's nanos if they can't <laughs> give him. Because <laughs> they, they can't give it to him because he's sponsored by Nike. But uh... <laughs> Do you think it'll be Ginger Baby? I bet that baby's already fitter than me. Oh my God, definitely. That baby can do a little embryo muscle up right now. <laughs> it's going to be like the most beautiful porcelain skin, gorgeous buff uh, just this, baby. This baby's going to come out doing curls. It's going to bench press <laughs> the doctor. Swear to God, God. It, it, it will be it will be a gorgeous baby. There's no doubt. I'm, I'm glad she announced it because I have a personal rule: you don't ever ask a woman if she's pregnant ever. It's the, fair, she could, totally fair. A woman could literally be crowning, and I could be in the delivery room, and I'm not going to ask until she tells me. Swear okay. to God, okay. You don't you don't ask. You're a gentleman. Yes. Yeah, that's there all that no, is. There's nothing worse than going. What do you do? And she's yeah. like, No, I'm just fat. Oh, you just, know, this is my food, baby. This my this is the 
burrito I had today at Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please don't ask again. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've had a few Chipotle babies. So yeah, same girl, same. I can't, uh, can't, can't judge someone for that. That's exciting for her. She's, uh, she seems to, it, like we've been in like a little baby fever in CrossFit lately. A little bit, yeah. Mackenzie Riley's pregnant. She's That's got one right. coming, and she's kind of far along. I've seen the pictures she was doing. I don't really don't get nervous. Like I, I really, I kind of like the pictures of of uh, the women working out because I think it sends a real positive message. But she had one the other day, and Mackenzie's beast. Like she's, mm-hmm. I love her so much. She's so strong. Yeah, total sweetheart. And she was doing, um, what was she doing? Uh, like dumbbell snatches. And man, or kettlebell swings one. I think it was dumbbell snatches. Anyway, that thing's like coming right past her belly. And I'm like, sitting mm-hmm. there like oh, it's making me nervous. I was like getting so close. I was getting anxiety. And I know she's a professional and she's like strong as the day is long. So, but still, I was totally getting anxiety. And I don't know why I was because I lectured my mom for this the other day. My mom, I had posted a video of me lifting once and I don't do that often, but I did. <laughs> once. And, yeah. And she goes, she goes, I wish you wouldn't do that because it makes me so nervous. You're going to drop that bar on your head. And I'm like, do you think I'd post a video of me dropping the bar on my head? You know? And then I immediately thought I'm watching this. Like all of a sudden just go hit the baby. Like this is live. You know, like I'm watching it on live TV. Right. Like, what the hell am I thinking? Not but, likely. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think it's rad watching, watching uh, pregnant women continue to, you know, stay healthy and work out and, Every single situation is different and everyone's journey is so different. But I will say the majority of ladies that I know who have stuck with CrossFit throughout the majority of their pregnancies have had like, you know, the best, easiest deliveries and, and, you know, have been able to bounce back. And when I say bounce back, I don't mean in a physical sense, uh, not the way they look, but like be able to regain their aerobic capacity and their strength and being that that was their goal afterwards. So I'm excited to see how it goes for Annie. Well, Kara Sanders bounced back. Holy crap. Holy. She's back on the competition floor within like four months or something like that. I think she was probably doing muscle ups in the delivery room. Wild. Swear to God, it is like crazy impressive how fast she came back. Like, you know, I've got two kids, you know, I, I watched, you know, my ex-wife like coming back from pregnancy and I think bounce back's the right term because that's a man coming back from having a kid is hard. Like, yeah, like I'm a dude, so I got no perspective on what that does to your body, but I saw it happen. (laughs) I was, I was in the room when it happened and I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. respect. I'm, I'm like at that age right now where all my friends are starting to get pregnant or starting to think about, you know, families. And I fall like deep into the rabbit hole sometimes, especially on Instagram, it, really positive stories and, and great messages from women who are just like keeping it real. And I appreciate that, but I'm also mildly, just kidding, not mildly, super horrified. <laughs> so terrifying. Well, if, if you happen to talk to Annie I've had a, I've had a thing for her since I started CrossFit. So if something happens to Frederick, tell her I will love that baby as my own. <laughs> I'm so glad and you're stuff. You volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Oh, Annie's amazing. I'm I am awesome. really happy for them. I think that's really uh it's really kind of a yeah. Kind of an exciting thing. It'll be like a superstar baby. Yeah, exactly. No like pressure, a, baby. Yeah, like a royal it'll be like a royal baby. You know it will. It'll, totally. This, like the is this I'm trying to think. Well, no, Kara was on the podium. I was thinking it was just the first podium winner. She's had a baby, but Kara was on the podium. So. Uh, yeah. And um, 
Oh, you know, I always confuse. Does Becca Voigt? Does Becca Voigt have kids or Val Vogel? I don't know. I don't. I don't keep up with the childbearing of all the athletes. I'm just. I only know Kara because it's so recent. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, and you're right. It's baby fever. I mean, uh, Cassidy Vance McWhorter just announced that after a really long and difficult journey with IVF and infertility, that uh, she and her wife are pregnant, which which is awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's it's that time. I'm excited to see what the next like wave of CrossFit athletes looks like going to games. There's a bunch of young kids who are moving on up. There's a bunch of uh, older ladies who are stepping away to have families who I know are going to be back on the competition floor. And I'm super excited to see that. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Well, none of these babies are mine. Thank God. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. You can't prove it, ladies. No one can prove it. <laughs> Absolutely Good can't Lord. prove it. I know. I just, sometimes I just feel a need to shout that out. I don't know why. Just... <laughs> It's just why. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. We've got, uh, you have Norway. I've got Wild Norway. Yeah. yeah. When do you leave for Norway? In just a couple of days. In just a couple of days, um, Logan's going to come here and then we're going to go uh, overseas together, which I'm so excited about. It's the little things in life where I like realize that for all of these events, these sanctionals and regionals and games and whatever, I always travel solo and then meet the media team out there. So just to have her on the, on the flight with me is going to be really fun. Oh, that's awesome. How long is the flight? Uh, you know, it's only so overnight from Boston, we go to Iceland first, and then we have a quick layover before we go to Norway, just a couple hours from there. But it's like five hours overnight from Boston to Iceland. So, you, you know, you get on the plane, pop a Dramamine, pass out. Easy peasy. That is easy peasy. I know. I can't and sleep on a plane. You wake up and you're there. You can't. Oh my God. No, I can't sleep on a plane. I can get drunk on a plane. I can't, I can't sleep can on a plane. You get drunk and then pass out on a plane? No, I got really drunk on a flight to LA one time. That was fun. And I, because I wanted to go to sleep, I couldn't. I was with this girl. She had uh, anxiety. We were, um, we got to the airport really early, like I was like six a.m. or something. We, we pounded some vodkas and orange juice, yeah. like two of them, and we get on the flight. And you know, it's like a five-hour flight from Cleveland to oh, yeah. uh, L.A. So, so we get on the flight, and we've been on that flight for like thirty seconds. And I'm like, we'll take you know two Tito's and orange juice. And so we pound one again. So now we're three drinks in, and they're Oof. big drinks. And then five minutes later, the the woman comes by and I'm like, can we get two more? And she looks at me. She goes, really? <laughs> I mean, just like that. She totally oh judged God. me. I'm like, yeah, really? It's 930. Come on. Yeah, come let's on. Go. Let's, let's make go. this happen. Yeah, it was good. We were And plowed. you still couldn't sleep? No, couldn't sleep. Damn. Sobered you know, for- up by the time I got there, though. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's enough time. Yeah. <laughs> for all the travel that I do, I hate flying. I fucking hate flying, but I will, I'll take as much Dramamine as I need to A, not get sick because everything in the world makes me sick. Like everything, like cars, planes, trains, weird food, everything, everything makes me sick. So I'll pound enough Dramamine to not get sick and also to pass the fuck out. <laughs> it's like the it only way I can deal with flying. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. So, so who are the big names at the Norway? Yeah. So, you know, the Norway Norwegian CrossFit Championship is not riddled with CrossFit Games athletes. Uh, not the way that other events are like Wadapalooza, Granite Games. And I think that's part by design, right? So in two respects. In the first, they're really celebrating their local community. There's a whole bunch of different divisions. There's master's divisions. There's, you know, there's elite teams, but there's also community teams. And there are a whole bunch of events that people who are spectators can go to and participate in. 
It's being held in Goal, Norway, which is uh, like three hours outside of Oslo, but it's a mountain town. So they're capitalizing on the uh, on the area and they're doing you know, like skiing and snowboarding and people can hit the slopes while they're there and participate on the floor in one way, shape or form. So um, it's a little bit more localized about the community or about the European community at large, at least. That's the one hand. On the other hand, um, they didn't have any special invitations. So they had an online qualifier and anyone who wanted to participate had to do it. You know, a lot of these other events will try to fill their rosters sort of after the fact, after a qualifier with some invitations to big names in order to fill seats and drive uh, drive traffic and attention. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I'm not saying that one is right and, and or one is wrong. I'm just saying that the reason why you're not going to see as many big names in a place like this is because that didn't happen. So if anyone wanted to participate, they had to do the online qualifier. That being said, there are a couple of people I think that you should look out for. Um, on the men's side, on the elite men's side, Alexander Elbro is a team athlete. And we've seen him over and over on European teams. He was in Dubai on Phil Hesketh's team. Um, always does a really good job. Haven't seen him solo in a little bit. And he put up a like monster snatch when we were in Dubai on the team side. So, and I don't know because it was in kilos and I'm a stupid American and I don't know the pounds, but it was like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Um, so I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him solo as an individual. And then Griffin Roll is also going to be there. And that's another individual athlete we've seen uh, overseas before, saw him in Dubai, not this past year, but the year before. And we'll come back to him because uh, there's actually some other CrossFit drama, some tea, if you will, um, that we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get to after we talk about Norway and we'll bring up Griffin again. I do um, love some tea. Tea's I know, awesome. right? Let me pull up the ladies. We're, we're going to, have to get back to why you can't do kilos. Is it because you hate Canadians? Because they do, kilos? <laughs> do they do do they do kilos in Canada? Because I they, keep shooting yeah. myself in the foot here. They absolutely do. Are yeah. you sure? Positive. Yes, they're on the metric system, like the rest of the world. Like the rest of the goddamn world. Yes, the rest of the world does the metric system. Damn, it's ridiculous. All I don't right. know what their problem is. They're so silly. I'm going to talk about the ladies here. So uh, for the elite ladies uh, in Norway, I mean, I think always keep an eye out for Gabby Magawa. She is an incredible athlete. We've been watching her ever since she was a teen athlete at games, really started making a name for herself, I would say within the last two seasons. And this past December in Dubai was hanging with the big girls. And I mean, in a way that I've never seen her hang before, because we've always known she's been a really, really great endurance athlete. She won the triple three, like it was no big deal. Um, she's always ahead in the big runs that we see, the desert run, the beach runs, sand runs, all those things. But um, I mean, she put up some huge numbers in the clean and jerk, and it was really impressive. And she's just a kid. So, I mean, she was a kid kid when she was like in the 16, 17-year-old division. And now I... I She's barely 21. I would be impressed. So I would definitely keep an eye on her. Um, Haley Marillo is a great athlete who we've seen uh, come out of the States and she's heading overseas for Norway as well. Really, really sweet girl and really badass. For a while, she was working as like a professional stunt double. That's so baller. I think that's so cool. Um, and there's a number of, of uh, European athletes who have been making names for themselves. I'm going to butcher this name. It sucks. Rebecca Vitsen, um, who is yeah, out of CrossFit. Perfect. Do you perfect. think that was it? Perfect. Yes. <laughs> she was on the CrossFit Butcher's Lab team uh, for a few seasons. And so, again, another team athlete who we've seen do really well in the past. I'm excited to see as a solo athlete over in Norway. It's going to be cool. 
that, is, that, sound, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we were talking about, you know, we get one night to like hang out in Oslo before we hang go out to Gaul and um, trying to make a list of like all the things that I want to do in 24 hours in Oslo. And I was uh, chatting with the guys over there and I was like, I want to see, I want to like pet a white reindeer and I want to like see the Aurora Borealis. And they were all like, yeah, that's not like an Oslo thing to do. That's like a like Northern in the middle of nowhere. That would be like, if you landed in New York and you were like, yeah, I want to like hike the Appalachian trail because I'm in the U S like, no, what are you doing? Well, it sounds like a fun trip. I'm jealous. I wish I was going to be there. I will say I'm, uh, I, this is, this is where I kind of miss regionals a little bit. Like you, you named all those names. and I didn't know as many of them as I would have liked to. And in the days in regionals, when, uh, CrossFit did a really good job of updating the leaderboard, I would learn the names and now I don't know the names. It makes me sad. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is like once, once the actual CrossFit games roster is set, and that includes the national champions, then it's a cool opportunity to learn the names and, and all of them, right? Because they're becoming from all over, even outside of sanctionals. So I just feel like I'm still stuck in the air on my back of my day. We had Froning, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, you know, I've got the small group of names that you still remember from the good old days. We got all these young whippersnappers coming up. No, all these 16 year old girls that can lift a hundred kilos more than me. Oh, totally. That's 200, 220 pounds. Yeah, by I was going to say, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I was trying to make you do the math. I'll just carry a calculator with me everywhere I go. So have you bought, have you bought your helmet with the horn jet? No, I, I thought you got that when you got there. The Viking. Yeah. I think when you yeah. land, they give you. Okay. The they hand, jet. they hand you one and they instantly take you to see the Aurora Borealis. What are they going to give me when I land in Miami? Um, herpes probably I was just say that. <laughs> the clap yes i don't know i guess that's all i think you get in that's all you get in miami I don't why know. did i go there instantly as well we both did that was impressive yeah, i was like uh, uh. wow i don't know what that says about either of us you get like a cocktail and a stripper yeah i'm fine with that it yeah, sounds like these a, are for you sir I'll that sounds like a good yeah sounds like a great event to me yeah Here's There's so many big names that we can't even go through who to look out for in Wadapalooza because there's oh freaking stars on every corner, man. I'm, I'm like eyeballing it. Alex Smith, Sarah Sigma's daughter, Joanne Kosky, Jessica Griffith, Amanda Barnhart, Adrian like, Mundweiler. Everyone. Like everyone. Like yes. everyone, every single athlete. And so many of them have already qualified. So it's like going to be the the you know trip down the leaderboard to see who the hell actually ends up going to games like from rogue last year well that's what uh you know my uh my guys are going saxon and spencer are both mm-hmm. competing and that's like kind of what i'm you know they uh spencer's like one spot out in the open and you know and saxon's just got to straight up qualify somewhere so i'm like looking at this list going well even if they finish fourth or fifth odds are pretty good the top three have all already made the games well, I mean, I mean yeah, you would think like, you know, Noah Olson's there. So he's great shot at the podium. Ben Smith's there. Patrick Vellner's there. Like, come on. Like, you know, they've all got real shots to put him, but they've all qualified. So exactly. Um, Is it going to be weird if one of them goes, but the other one doesn't for the twins? Like, are well, they weird about that? Or are they just it's happened happy every to be year. there? It's happened every year so far. I mean, yeah. you know, Saxon's gone twice. Spencer's just missed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the, you know, they're, they're interesting. They have a really interesting dynamic. We'll have to have them on so they can talk about it. Yeah. I, actually, we should have them separate. They're more fun separate. They're really? Hard, yeah. Cause they're such different personalities, but uh, I'll give them a lot of credit. Like they actually compete. 
like really compete against each other. So like in Brazil, um, I'm convinced one cost the other first place, Yeah, you know, last time. And they don't view it that way. They just, hmm. they, I mean, they know that happened, but they don't view it that way. They think, all right, you go out and compete and you do your best in every event. There's no gaming anything, you know, like I'm not going to give yeah. my brother first place simply because I could, you know, give it it's away. It's probably the opposite. Yeah, they're <laughs> trying. The siblings work. <laughs> well, look, they work, you know, they work out together on a very consistent basis. So they know what the other one's capable of. But when they get yeah. in competition mode, I mean, they go after it. Scott's the same way. When they're all together, it's ridiculous. Totally. And what were they feeding those boys growing up? You know what? I So I walked into the gym the other day. I forget. I just went up there to ride the bike. That's all I wanted to do. Just want to get on the CG bike, mind mm-hmm. bone, effing business. <laughs> but in 20 minutes of work, I go home. So I come walking in the gym. And first thing I see is Scott Panchak walking, literally doing like a 50 foot handstand walk shirtless, of course, because no one wears the shirts. Yep. And then Saxon's there shirtless and Spencer's there shirtless. And they had a couple other guys who were like kind of teams level athletes shirtless. And my dumpy ass comes walking in. They're like, all right, you know, I feel like less of a man now. Thanks, Did you take guys. your shirt off instantly? Yeah, of, of course not. Of course. Oh, damn yeah, it. No chance. No chance of that. <laughs> So it's so humbling. And, you know, they're also nice, you know, but still it's like, you know, you see these guys up close, what they're doing. And it's really, really impressive, but it still just makes you feel like a mortal. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, totally. Totally. Constantly. Like I'm I'm such a wuss, but so I don't know. We'll see how they do down there. I'm, I'm excited to see Sarah Sickman's daughter compete. She's just been crushing everything she's been in. So I think this will be a fun time. And, and yeah, I've honestly, she's back. I think she's totally back from all her injuries, from her repeat ribs, from her back, from all that shit. She has been crushing. And I think her head is finally back in the game. And she's such a mental athlete. If she gets down on herself, and this is sort of the, a running theme. I feel like we've been talking about this recently. The athletes, they think just like we do, which is crazy. You don't, you don't expect it. Um, but Sarah is definitely one of those athletes who over the years has uh, gotten in her own way mentally. And I, I, feel like she's found a way to conquer that so far this year. Don't want to jinx her. Obviously there's still a lot left in the season, but man, she is fierce right now. Yeah. She'll, she'll be fun to watch. I'm curious to see if, if she's peaking or peaked or just, she's just in prime form. Like it's, you know, it's such a weird sport that way. And it's so long to the games now. Like I'm struggling to know, you know, are they, are they all peaking or are they not? Like, it's just weird. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And like, how do you peak for different times of the year when you're going to these events over and over? And remember, like, just because they're qualified doesn't mean that they're not there to like make a name for themselves or make money. <laughs> like they have to eat too. <laughs> Nobody paying their way to get to these places. So what are the first prizes well. in these uh, sanctions? Do you know? Oh shit. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. It's yeah, I don't know. Lots, some money. Yeah, Some I, are bigger I, I than others. Like I know that one of the one of the Spanish ones, I think it was Madrid, has like a huge prize purse. All the live and loud ones have been uh, pumping their prize purses up pretty well recently. I just know last year I went to the Mac and it was like five thousand dollars. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like first prize is five grand. Like it almost cost me that to fly out there and stay in a hotel. For <laughs> yeah, four days. yeah. Oh. Some events are are um, they pay out better than others, and I think that this year is definitely better than last. I and mean, last year was our first year, so it was like testing the waters. And the repeat events are definitely pumping up their prize purses this year. But yeah, I mean, it varies and you kind of have to factor that in. If you're an athlete, like where do you go and when, what kind of money do you put up? What are your sponsors willing to do for you? I think we forget 
that, you know, cause they're celebrities to us, but to them, I mean, shit, this is, this is work and it doesn't pay very well. Yeah, there's <laughs> unless no, there's you have no a Nike money. deal and there's only one or two people who do. So like, you know, they're paying their own way to these events. Their sponsors don't cover everything. They have to do well or they don't make money. And even if they do well, sometimes they don't make that much money. You know, some of them own affiliates, but then it's a fuckload of work in the background they do. And and if they don't, then how are they paying for all the rest of their shit that they're doing? I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think. I know. There's not a lot of money in the sport. No. I, I'm hopeful that the sanctionals fix that, that, mm. you know, having, uh, you know, more events allows for bigger price purses, more sponsors, like, you know, fingers yeah. crossed, because I'd love to see you know, the, the really good athletes be able to stay in it for a while. My fear is, is that it kind of levels off and, you know, some of the best athletes aren't able to stay in, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So you're the, you're the pro at this. Here's the real question. How do you keep your, how do you keep your fitness up when you're traveling? Like when you do this, um, you know, like you're going to Norway, like Mm -hmm. where do you work out? How do you, you know, like, how do you find the time while you're doing all this or you just become a big fat ass and just eat all, (laughs) eat all the food, all the travel food. Yep. I do a little bit of both. Um, it's hard, honestly, because it's, it's hardest because we work such long days. Like when we have a live broadcast, it is like a 12, 14 hour day. You get there early. You have a lot of pre-pro and prep. You're like constantly on for the entire day, uh, for all of the events, for all the different categories of athletes that are out there. And by the time the day wraps, like just from being on and on your feet and going, 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 you're fucking exhausted. So I do a little bit of both. I kind of turn into a fat piece of shit because I'm traveling and I'm tired and I want to just like hang out and experience the local food and like get drinks with my friends that I only see a few times a year that work with me on the media team. Um, but also I try to not completely wallow in my own <laughs> laziness. So um, a lot of times I think it's really fun when we travel, if we can, if we can have uh, time to do so, drop into local gyms because I always learn so much just from dropping in and seeing how other people coach and seeing how other people handle different situations in class that I can take back to my own coaching. Whenever we're traveling, not for work, like when I'm on vacation, I always want to drop in to, just to pick up those, those pointers and also to, you know, I feel like I can eat and drink whatever I want. And Matt gets so annoyed with me. My husband is like, no, like what we're on vacation. What are you doing? We're not working out. And so it's always this fight that I, I can usually like convince him over the course of like a few days to let me go or come with me like once or twice, but not every day. Right. <laughs> um, but you know what's cool is when we're when we're at competitions, a lot of times we'll get to work out on the floor or like in the athlete warm-up area or something like that. So there's usually a few different gym setups that we'll have access to like after hours. And I just, I don't know. I travel with like some light gear and tell myself I'm going to do workouts. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the band back together when, we're, when I'm in uh, Wadapalooza and get John David and go hit a jump. Oh, nice. Oh. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I mean, we'll see what he's doing, but I can't believe he's not going to want to work out while he's there. So I'm so jealous. That's I know you're not going to be there. So, know. you know, we'll have to, we'll just find some other dingy girl to come with us. I guess that's all. Bummer. We'll some I other know. chick who sucks at rowing. I know. Wah, wah. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that are willing to work out with you <laughs> while you're in sunny, beautiful, warm Miami. And I'll be in like cold, freezing Norway. Yeah, well, it's actually a gym reached out to me and asked me to come work out there. Oh, so, cool. I don't know. That'll be fun. Give me 
something to do. Got to stay a little fit because yeah. otherwise I'm going to be doing a lot of nothing but watching people be fit. So it's motivation, if anything. And drinking mojitos because I'm in Florida, like or whatever the drink is. I don't know what the drink is in Miami. I'm guessing that it's sounds mojitos, right. But that yeah. sounds totally right. Sounded like I knew what I was doing. A hundred percent, which is should be the new title of this podcast. I know, right? It really <laughs> should be. Um, you want to hear some drums? I do. Some CrossFit drama. So I saw this today on the Rogue Invitational Instagram. I guess they posted the um, winners of the qualifiers. And it must have looked very different from what the leaderboard looked like yesterday when the competition officially closed. And the comments were... a, A lot of them were from elite athletes who were kind of calling Rogue out on not sending them any explanations on penalties that have been handed out. So the list that they posted today on their Instagram was different than the one from yesterday because a lot of people got hit with penalties. And I guess it changed up the leaderboard dramatically, or at least that's what it seems like from the comments. So a lot of the early comments from people like uh, Street Horner and, and Tim Paulson were like, hey, like what's going on here? I should have been on this list. Um, remember I was talking about Griffin Roll, who's, I think he's CrossFit Thor on Instagram. Yes. Uh, there was a comment that said that he was second in the qualifier and then didn't even end up on the qualifying standings list that was posted today. So like I said, a lot of the early comments were basically like, hey, this is really harsh. What's going on here? Like, why did this even happen? Everyone is really confused. And then I noticed later on, Rogue went back and started posting uh, sort of res- responses, replies that basically said like, hey, everyone who was docked will get an email or we're working on emails. And so then the issue I think ends up just being like, I think it would be more right maybe to reach out to the athletes first, you know, let them know what's going on before going public with all the information, because it's probably not wrong. It's just like, it caused a lot of confusion and confusion online ends up being like people talking shit and it like gets out of hand. And then we talk about it on a podcast, blah, blah, blah. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah, I wish. Um, I mean, I don't know how Rogue did it. I don't, like, I really don't have any clue about how they ran yeah. this qualifier. But I've said for a while now, I wish there were some sort of like central judging group that that you could go to. Meaning, like, they judge all the sanctionals, they judge all the online qualifiers. They're like the governing body. Maybe is the best way to think of it. Hmm. So instead of these athletes having to go, man, Rogue is screwing me, they can go straight to the judges, right? Like, uh, they got a group they can go dispute to, and they like. A good example of this is NFL. Like you got the same group of NFL referees mm-hmm. that do every single game. Do they get it all right? Absolutely not. But you know who they are. They have their own union. They've got their own reps. Like it, it just, it takes it out of the hands of the people running the event. I, that's mm-hmm. for me, that's the fear is like, if you've got the people running the event, picking the judges, like at what point do athletes start going, well, you're only bringing in the top name athletes. You know, or, or you gave that guy mm. a break because he's a top break athlete, or you've docked him because he's so and so. Like, and I'm not saying they did mm. that. I just think there's a lot of liability there for an event to to have their own judges. But what the hell do I know? I just run a podcast. Yeah, what an interesting idea. I really like that concept. I think the only reason why it's not likely to happen is because it just takes money. Like so many judges, and I don't. I have no idea how uh, qualifiers work. Um, But so many judges at the events themselves are volunteers and they literally fly themselves. It's a, it's a, there's a core group of them that do a lot of these sanctionals and they fly themselves around the world and they volunteer their time because this is something that they love to do. 
And, you know, we've never been able to get real like staff in order, not even for games. I mean, a, a huge number of games athletes, uh, sorry, games judges rather are, um, like flow staff and seminar staff and people who you know and love. But a lot of them, especially for the age groups, are volunteers still, even at that level. So there's probably just not enough money floating around anywhere to start that kind of independent judging organization. But that's a really interesting thought. Oh, yeah. Trust me. There's definitely not enough money to do it. It's just a great <laughs> idea. That's yeah, all. totally. Totally. Yeah, it's just interesting though. You know, I mean, I I talked actually talked to Tim Paulson this afternoon briefly. He said he got docked a uh, major penalty for... Um, what was his term for Dead, uh, was it deadlifts? Yeah. Bad deadlifts. He goes, uh, didn't consistently meet the extension on his deadlifts. You know? And so, but they I, ended know, up providing him that. Yeah. They told him, there you, you go. know, but you know, like, you know, Tim's a straight up guy and he's a, you know, he's, he's kind of a workhorse. One of the strongest mm-hmm. guys I've ever seen. Um, you know, and he's a coach owns his own affiliate. Like most of these guys, like he's going, no, they were ugly, but they met the standard, <laughs> you know, right, that's, yeah. that's, that's why I'd like to see like, you know, some sort of, uh, system in place, but yeah. You know, well, I'm glad he heard eventually because that I'm telling you, like when I first texted you today and I was like, Hey, we should look into this because like a lot of elite athletes are freaking out. It was because they hadn't been told anything. So they saw a leaderboard yesterday or when the competition closed and they saw their names on it in qualifying spot. And then today something completely different was posted and they just, there was no step in between. There was no like reaching out from anyone to be like, Hey, just so you know, you got docked for shitty deadlifts. So you're not going to be on this list that we're going to post in an hour, whatever it is. I don't know. But I'm glad that they figured it out eventually. They probably had a ton of athletes to reach out to. Again, I don't know how they end up doing it internally, but um, I'm glad that he eventually got whatever explanation they provided, whether or not he agreed with it. That's a different story. The the other thing for me, I think that would be um, kind of a good long-term play for uh, CrossFit is is a different way to let these guys qualify. So instead of, you know, you bring in, you know, 40 people from uh, the open that get into the games and then they don't do anything again until August, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you have a smaller number that actually qualify through the open and now you have to go qualify through sanctionals. But you're, if you're in the top 100 in the open, you're qualified for every sanctional. You just, have to, pick, you just have to pick. Right. So you can't tell me, you know, like as an example, Fakowski took a, a big, hit in the you know same penalty and i get it it's a sport and if you miss a shot or whatever you shouldn't you know you should take your penalty but come on you can't tell me that the guys that beat him just looking at the list of names that he isn't one of the top five guys in that on that leaderboard Mm -hmm. even even if he's 20th like he just isn't you know Mm -hmm. um so i don't know it just seems like it'd be an easier way and like to the point of the judging like i i kind of want to take out some of that you know, this online qualifier thing is so weird anyway. Like, mm. you know, you can do a workout more than once. It's, you know, what's the camera angle look like? Like there's so many variables. I just like to take some of that out. And I think they might be able to do that by just saying, look, the open's the standard, you know, it it kind of, kind of takes it back to what we were talking about. I think on a previous podcast where we said, we, the one thing we really liked about regionals is all the workouts were the same for everyone. Yeah. So, so this would achieve that. It would achieve that. Like everyone qualifies doing the same workouts. I mean, think about it. Like somebody could go win Waterpalooza and now they qualified for the games, but the workouts that they did at Waterpalooza are, are definitively different than the West Coast Classic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, maybe it's easier, maybe it's not. I don't know. I, I can't say, but, you know, if you're all qualifying through the open, you know, because everybody's doing the same thing, you know, it's just. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it and I don't. Like I like the consistency, like you said, but I I also think that there's something to be said for the like I don't know, uh, the autonomy that those events have to create their own systems. Like it, it opens up the opportunity to, I don't know, like not get hosed on just those, just those open workouts. I mean, it's a long season and we're, we're trying to qualify a lot of people from all over the world. So having different and multiple opportunities, I also can see the benefit. I see both. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you'd still have that. You would still have the sanctionals doing different things. I just mean, you'd have a bigger pool of people, you know, qualifying for those sanctionals through the same workouts, you know? So they like, could do their own online qualifier, but also the top 100 from the open could go. Yeah. So you say top 100 mm-hmm. can pick any sanctional they want. Just go where you want to go guys, you know? And then you can still, you know, all these events can still do their own online qualifier. Cause you want like, you know, we always call them regionals athletes, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that aren't the top tier athletes. You want them to have the ability to compete and to, um, you know, be in these competitions if they qualify. So they'll yeah. still, you would still do online qualifiers, but it just seems like a waste of time to have Fakowski do, you know, to have to go back after being in the open. If he wants to now compete, have to go do all these online qualifiers. When we know he's a top five athlete, we know yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just. Yeah. It's just weird to me. But, I hear you know. what you're saying. I just feel like at the same time, there have been so many times where people have surprised us. People have like way weird holes in their game, you know? And if the qualifier for, I don't know, whatever, John Woolley sanctional, number one. That sounds like a great sanctional. <laughs> it's the right? one. Yes. If the qualifier for that has deficit handstand pushups in it, and uh, are we just going to assume that Laura Horvath is going to go or have we seen that as a hole in her game previously? And so that might keep her out of it. Like there's sometimes really interesting things. Like maybe there's a hole in Brent's game that we just haven't seen yet. And it's exposed because this is, there's a one event or one movement or something he can't do not to pick on Laura. I'm just throwing that out there as an example. Well, the John Woolley sanctional <laughs> online qualifier is going to be really easy. It's going to, Chug beer for time. It's going to be, yeah, send a, you know, funniest meme qualifies. Um, it's, going to be, it's going to be like jumping pull-ups, you know. I'm there. I'm in. Yes. I'm going to pull myself out of competition retirement for the that. Only, the only scaled regional. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm here for it. People are going to love it. It's going to be oh so much God. fun. So, yeah, anyway, long story short is that was some drama today online, but I'm glad that Rogue seems to be sorting it out. Well, I'm I'm glad they're sorting it out because I'm going to Rogue and I'm excited to go. Ooh, that'll be a fun one. So many Rogue. studs. I love Rogue Fitness. I love Columbus. It's two hours from here. It's going to be fun. Can't so wait. cool. Yep. So, all right. Well, you have a safe flight. Thanks. Thanks. Take all the drama, mean. I will. Don't and, worry. I'm a professional. Uh, <laughs> I, I I seriously want a picture of you in a Viking hat. Like you got to work that out. For you me. got it. Hundred percent. Standing underneath the aurora with a yes. the white reindeer. Take the podcasting gear. We need some have inter- it have inter- it interviews with the athletes, but have fun and be safe. Thank so, you. And uh, then we'll catch up when you get back. So. Okay. To everyone listening, it's been a lot of fun tonight. We appreciate you guys being on, and uh, we will catch up with you guys soon.